Coach Kamak with the uh, Culver City Butter Burgers here with uh, Coach McProje and the Yakima Striders. We're here to do the Tolliver group and uh, before we get into the group it feels like we should just take a minute and acknowledge that uh, the, the namesake of this group, the graduating Albert Tolliver of Eugene, uh, last year's Conference Player of the Year, um, he'll, he'll be missed certainly by Eugene but League Player of the Year as well. Yeah, League Player of the Year, that's right. Uh, the, the league will, maybe not if you're in his conference, but uh, you know those who enjoy watching watching top-level basketball will miss, miss seeing him around this season. Although I imagine some of his regular opponents won't feel too sad about, about him uh, graduating and moving on. But it's the Tolliver Group, named after uh, last year's League Player of the Year uh, for Eugene, and we will... Start there with Eugene. So uh, what do you see here with Eugene? Yeah, so they ranked number 11th, slight drop from last season. They were ranked, end of the season, ranked number 5th, finished in the NTT 21st, graduated the 1917 class. 90, which, 90, 90. 90, 90. That uh, huge gap demonstrates the one player who really gave it that ranking. And then they bring in the 120-75, so... Also has a decent gap. There should be a, one pretty good player in there. Um, when you look at their line, the first thing that pops off is how are they going to replace Tolliver? Because at I mean, he's last year he was their point guard. He did everything for them. And if you look at their backup point guard from last season, all he can do is pass. I mean. He had a 62.5 field goal percentage, but only 2.4 points per 30, which he also didn't get very many minutes, so his stats probably pretty skewed. Uh, this is a hard team to scout because of what they're losing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he shoots over 50%. He has six assists a game, 2.6 steal, or six uh, assists per 30, 2.6 steals. Um, a 25-plus game score, 20 points again. I mean, you're just not going to replace that. Um, the backup, Christian Swoboda, he, I was actually on him when, when he was being recruited a few years ago and, and thought highly of him, but he's he's not going to be Tolliver. His defense isn't there. His uh, At least the quantity shooting isn't there, even if he can, you know, at least make defenses be a little bit honest. So I don't know if he bumps up to, to the starting spot. Um or if it's one of these guys that they're bringing in or, or somebody else, he'll have to, you know, coach is going to have his work cut out for him here to, to figure out how to how to do that. And the team is probably going to have to come together and, and work together here to fill out some of that, that gap because that's, that's a, a big hole that's left with, with that graduation. He is bringing in, let's see, who's he bringing in? Um, he's bringing in David Hart. 6-1 shooting guard who had a 14.5 game score, but what really pops out is he had decent assists, low turnovers, and decent, pretty good scoring, so although his shooting splits were yeah, not his great. shooting splits weren't great, and he doesn't yeah. contribute much on the defensive end. But maybe he's someone who can bump in there to maybe point, probably not point guard, but maybe back up point guard if Sobata, it's kind of a funny name. Sobata jumps up to 
point guard, and then you have Michael Woods, who I would guess he was a walk-on. Doesn't seem to offer a ton. Uh, and then 6'6", six, six center, who, again, is going to be decent. I think if you bump him up, he could be uh, maybe a small forward. Maybe even he could fill that point guard spot with four assists and only one turnover at the center position. And he looks, with 10 rebounds at a 6'6 center, he's probably really athletic. He had uh, not a great three-point split, not great free-throw shooting, but decent field goal shooting. And you have to imagine his field goal shooting will jump up when he's playing against people who are his, his size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he certainly has a couple pieces to work with as he tries to figure out how to maneuver people around. And and He's bringing he, back some starting talent, too. Yeah, he's bringing back. It wasn't it wasn't all Tulliver. His, his freshman power forward, Justin Blount, uh, had close to a 20-game score per 30, uh, was shooting... You know, fifty-seven percent, sixty-two percent true shooting. But he should get some more attempts with yeah. Talibrion. He should should be fo- a focus a little bit more and and uh, get in there a little bit more. So the focus is going to be on what was lost, but uh, it's a new season, so uh, he certainly has some pieces to play with, and and we'll need to figure out a rotation, but likely continue to be a solid team, um, and and fun to watch, and and it'll be fun to see maybe who. Who steps out and and uh, replaces? Yeah, takes advantage of the opportunity uh, that's set before them. So the second team in this group is Huntsville, and do you want to go over there last season? Yeah, Huntsville um, finished last season ranked thirty first, but had a really good run in the NTT. They finished ninth, uh, so they actually finished higher in the NTT than Eugene did. Um, they they lose a decent class, fifty four eighty eight, and bring in. Uh, but I was guess a class they were disappointed by in in the one sixty two one ninety six. They lose both their point guards, backup point guard and uh, starting point guard, um, and are gonna have to to figure out who goes there, uh, how to replace that. They also lose their their backup small forward, so they lose a little bit, um, and. See who they brought in. They they bring in. They bring in some role players, but sure. I mean, it's always good to get a six eleven guy that has two point three blocks and at at worst as a as a backup center, backup power forward, and jumping in when there's foul trouble or given given some minutes of rest. Uh, you know, may be able to contribute in some other ways that that we don't see right now, but. Um, yeah, th- this will be mm. really just finding who can play point guard is going to be the problem for them. Yeah, and looks like they've got some people they can maybe bump up some slots who maybe were undersized playing some positions. So I would think that there's some opportunity here to to put some people in different positions and and take advantage of of what they have. And they bring back. Some young guys, like last year, Emmanuel Hurd and Bailey Napier were freshmen, and Hurd, close to 20 game score, 19 and a half, and Napier had a 22.7 game score, 
averaging almost 25 points. So I feel like those two should continue to progress. And they have a solid center with Blake Dixon. And I feel like those three solid core to work around. Just you got to find how to who's going to play point guard to distribute the ball. Yeah. And maybe you can even move up. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Maybe you can move up Hurd to point guard and he doesn't turn the ball over, so he'd be a score first <laughs> point guard. Yeah. Which my dad hates. <laughs> well, maybe you get a little bit more points there and he's got plenty I mean, he's got other people that are passing. If you look down his his power forward's getting you know, four point seven per thirty, his center has over three per thirty. So I mean they had a ton of assists. He's getting assists, yeah. That they, they they average decently, um and and have some other places. So I think there's I think there's the the talent here to find a combination that that would work and and build on the success from last season. I think uh, if I had to guess, I would think they would finish a little bit higher than uh, than their current ranking uh, preseason ranking. I think they'll they'll settle into a uh, a spot where they are competitive, and I think it'll be fun to fun to see how that that plays out. Um, all right, anything else? Huntsville or um we come back to them when we yeah at the end at the end yep uh next team we have Carnegie which by JFM they ranked 99th last season they ended ranked 94th finished in the PTT ranked 16th and they graduate the 199-170 class and bring in the 156-167 class so a slight increase but still Probably not a class that what he was hoping for quite. This is a team that like maybe eight seasons ago, they were pretty incredible for a couple of years, but they have had some harder seasons. And it looks like, unfortunately, they still are not getting the recruiting luck that we all depend upon. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I mean, they have two two pretty decent, two decent classes with their sophomores and seniors. And, you know, the, the ranking wasn't very high, but clearly focused on height this time. He brought in 6'9", 6'10", 6'11". Um, I don't think any of them are, are bad players. It, none of them may be, may be superstars. But you've got uh, people here who... Um, you know, at least one of them has some shooting. Um, Who has shooting? Well, uh, Ethan Williams uh, had about a fifty percent field goal percentage, so um, is is at least decent. Uh, then he had a sixteen point seven three point percentage. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe he shouldn't take threes, but inside. <laughs> um, so. You know, he he. If you look at his his team, he needed some height, so this may give him a chance to to bump some people into into different positions. Also, um, you he had three freshmen who all were pretty good last year, playing the forwards and center positions, and you know maybe he can bump them up a little bit because the his power forward was six seven, which is slightly undersized, and his center was also six seven, which is definitely a little undersized. So maybe if you slide them up a little bit and you can have some get them a little more free uh, I don't know if he would which of these his big guys would come in he'd want to put in there but and and he didn't you know he, he graduated a class that 
um, was bad. You know, two two NAs in that class, so he's got some some space to play with uh, in in moving people around and figuring out what works best. So uh, I imagine it it may take a couple games to figure out what works best, but I I think uh, there again there's pieces to play with. I've seen this now with a couple teams where it may not be. Uh, he he didn't graduate any starters, so you know at, at if he wants to, he can bring back the same team uh, with a little bit of, of experience and, and improvement there, or he can plug people in and, and get better. So, uh, you know, his, his floor is, is decent for, for this team, uh, and I think optimistically you would think you, you could see some improvement and, and bump up a little bit over last year and um, continue to, to get back towards that the NTT or uh, is the the upper upper rankings of of the uh, league. So I would be optimistic, uh, but it it may take a couple games to get there. We'll see. Yeah, and then to finish out this group, we have our last team, Albany, and they are ranked one hundred one. Last season they ended ranked one hundred seven, so they got a little jump there. And they finished 26th in the PTT last season. They graduated the 126-140 class, brought in the 105-69 class. So an improvement and probably have one... Yeah, they're bringing in, in there. a 6'8 guy, uh, Seth Mensah, who you know, had a high school per 30 over 20 uh, shot over you know, 54%, 55% from, from the field. Uh, true shooting over 60 um, and kept his turnovers low. He may be able to pop into a, a power forward or small forward position. Um, which when you graduate your great. center, who didn't, he was, he could block and rebound, but yeah. really he didn't do that much. So maybe Ellis can slide down and you can put yep. Mensa in a power forward. So you do, I mean, he does lose. He loses his two starters, small forward and center. Um, neither of them were irreplaceable for sure, but uh, both of them need to be replaced and contributed uh, some last year. So um, seems like Mensa will slide in there, and then I don't know if, if uh, one of his other recruits, he's got a 6'9 guy who came in who, who doesn't look like... Maybe he did much in high school, rebounded, I guess, but... Maybe you put him in a backup center just for the rebounding and the height. Yeah. He had a couple of blocks, too. But. Bump one of those other guys up into the starting lineup. So I'm not sure what exactly you do. His backup center was, uh, you know, per 30, played played pretty well, um, or at least respectably. Um, so it'll be fun, I imagine, for uh, Albany to watch Seth play this year and and see him uh, on the court I think he's got to help them be better than they were and maybe maybe shoot for a better better finish they finished fourth in conference four they finished second in the conference tournament um, and they they did well in the PTT they were a 12 seed and and they uh, finished 26 finished 26 so made it you know a, what is that? One upset, I guess. Initially, they they won their first game and ended in the top half of the PTT. So, seems like they had a little momentum at the end of last season. Uh, made it to the to the conference 
title game, uh, won a game in, in the national tournament, and um, hopefully they can come into this season with a little bit of momentum. Um, if you look at Mensa, I think he's a player they can build off of if they continue to bring in some better Yeah, I mean, just, just looking at this group so far, I think he's he's the freshman of the group that, that I can recall sure. uh, as far as coming in, the, the, the most exciting newcomer that we'll, we'll see in this group. And um, it's always, it's always fun to see somebody new come in and, and see what they, what they bring. So I would guess that Albany needs a little bit more to go along with him here in these next couple seasons, but uh, some momentum from last year and, and uh, building on that and bringing him in, they could, could keep moving forward and, hopefully attract a few more recruits to play with him. So uh, looking at this group, what do you, we talked a little bit, uh, I'm not sure, this is the third the third group that we've done here, uh, and seems by far the weakest of the three that, that we were looking at. I don't know if Eugene has an in with the powers that be, and seems like they, they got a little bit of an easy easy group to, to try to run through, but I don't know if we're convinced that, that they're going to be the ones that come out on top. They really have to to figure if, if something comes in smoothly from the start, then um, you know they, they may be able to run run with it, but it's hard to it's hard to start right away and they've got a, uh, some big shoes to fill. So I don't know what do you think as you look at this this group? Yes, yeah, so when I look at the two teams I think have a chance to win this Eugene and Huntsville. See, Huntsville they have a super easy schedule up until their last game matchup with Eugene, so they should win all four of those games. They'll be favorite or all five of those games. Excuse me for that matchup with Eugene. But Eugene has also a fairly easy schedule except for their fourth game. Is against the San Jose Rangers, the number nineteen team, and they just brought in a couple of pretty good players. So, and they were decent last year. So I could see that being a game they could potentially lose, or if Huntsville can somehow pull off the upset. So Eugene having to f- play at San Jose in the fourth game right there. I could see them potentially losing that. And especially with the... It's going to take them a little while to replace Tolliver and figure out who's going to bump up into that point guard spot for them. So I think I could... I might take Huntsville to win this one. Just cause yeah, I think... And, you know, Eugene and Huntsville playing that last game, I think, I think you're right. I think it'll come down to that game. Well, um, even if Eugene beats Huntsville but loses to San Jose, then it'll come down to point differential. So you could... Yeah, and Huntsville, uh, I mean, it, it seems that... It seems likely some, that Huntsville should... I mean, that both of these teams should get through should get through to the playoffs either way. Um, at least just looking at the schedule, it seems like they should, should relatively cruise to uh, four... Uh, five or six wins and in a plus twenty. So, I I'm I'll 
go with you. I think it maybe takes Eugene a little bit longer to replace Tolliver than, uh, and, and maybe they slip up along the way and Huntsville takes advantage of that and, uh, and a little bit of an upset wins the group. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening.